I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. What we're going to talk about today is a big issue. I think uh, most people have this issue, and it's food addiction. How many people have trouble when they start eating, they can't stop? Raise your hands. A lot of you do. Not everyone, but a lot of people do. And it's a big issue because so many people have it, and there's a science called food science that works on making sure that you get more addicted to food. Now, why would that be? Well, you're going to buy more product. You know, there, was a, there was a campaign a long time ago, can't eat just one. Remember that for potato chips? Can't eat just one. Well, there's a science behind that. Why, how can we make that potato chip so alluring, so addicting, that you can't eat just one? Well, that's what businesses are trying to do. Now, uh, in a capitalist society... You want to sell more product. You don't have to buy more product. I'm going to teach you ways to get around these food addictions. How to reset the brain, essentially, so that those cravings start to go away. And it's a really simple, easy process. They don't want, well, companies, of course, don't want you to know these things because they want you to buy more products. But I'm going to share with you some tricks that work. Because guess what? I have the same problem you do. We all do. There are certain foods that stimulate a part of your brain called the nucleus acubens and releases dopamine and you get high from it and you don't want to stop eating it. And I totally understand that. But you have to get, uh, uh, first of all, you have to know it's there. I remember when I studied orthopedics, I have five boards. In fact, I just did it just before this. I was on a podcast with uh, Dr. Uh, Rob Silverman out of New York, brilliant doctor. I was a guest on his show. And um, he said, you have four diplomates. That's amazing. And I said, no, I have five diplomates. So I'm board certified in chiropractic, orthopedics, pain management, and double board certified in nutrition. So all the research that I do, I try to find out why things happen. So we're going to talk about why the food addiction is there. So food addiction is defined as an eating behavior involving overconsumption of specific foods in an addiction-like manner. What is an addiction? An addiction is a, something you're doing that has an adverse effect on your life. And so people say, well, I can stop drinking any time. Well, no, drinking is going to have an adverse effect on your life no matter what. I would say a little bit of alcohol, a little bit of brain damage, a lot of alcohol, a lot of brain damage. But we're finding now that it just isn't alcohol and drugs. It's food and it's other things too. Gambling you can get addicted to. Um, so we want to uh, make you understand the neurology that goes on behind this so that you can have a better understanding of what's going on. So what happened is, they're using a clinical scale to measure this, and it's called the Yale Food Addiction Severity Scale. Of course, it's from Yale University. And it's constructed to match something called the DSM-4 criteria for substance addiction. So there is a criteria set up for substance addiction, like drugs and alcohol. So they've met, made the food uh, addiction scale match so that we can say how addicting is something. And in January 20, uh, this year, 2022, they found up to 20% of the general population could be diagnosed with food addiction. So one in five people, you sit in a room, four other people and you, one of you are a food addict. And it adversely affects your life, adversely affects your health. 
So this is interesting. Research has repeatedly demonstrated that food addiction is virtually indistinguishable from the addiction to drugs. Food addiction, indistinguishable from an addiction to drugs. One substance long suspected of being addictive is what? Sugar. So sugar is a big issue. And there's a 2019 uh, study that said excessive sucrose, which is table sugar, consumption elicits addiction-like craving that may underpin the obesity epidemic. Now, when I was a kid, I was fat. I could say the F word. And I was probably 10 years old. And the thing that got me was I tried playing with my cousins and my cousin Johnny, Paulie, and Mikey. And they were real thin and wiry, and we'd try to play stickball, and we'd try to play manhunt, and we'd play whatever games we were playing. And I couldn't keep up with them. I would just, <sighs> couldn't do it. And then one day, and I have this picture, actually. My mother gave it to me before she passed. It's a picture of me in a bathing suit standing in front of my house where I grew up. And you can't see the top of the bathing suit. My fat is hanging down over the top of the bathing suit. And I was probably eight years old at the time. And that picture motivated me. I said, I don't want to do this anymore. What can I do to fix this? And so that's when I started doing something simple as drinking a lot of water. Because in my eight-year-old, 10-year-old mind, however old I was, was that if I, my stomach can only hold so much volume, if I drank water first, I wouldn't have any more room for food. That was my simple thinking. Good point. Wasn't the mechanism behind it, but it worked. Because many times when you're hungry, you're not hungry, you're thirsty. So the first thing when it comes to food addiction is I want you to drink more water. Because there's a part of your brain, like I said, nucleus accumbens, and hypothalamus. And hypothalamus, the part of your brain that controls hunger and thirst is in the hypothalamus. So many times that the hypothalamus is being activated and you think you're thirsty, you're hungry when actually you're thirsty. So when you're an infant, you can tell the difference. Those two parts of the brain and, and the hypothalamus are different. And as you get older, they grow together. And as they grow together you have a tough time distinguishing between hunger and thirst. So real simple fix. Simplest, easiest, cheapest thing you can do is before you eat, I want you to have a glass of water. Big glass of water. Eight, 10, 12 ounces, 16 ounces, whatever you want. And notice how much less you eat. That is a, a pearl of knowledge that I just shared with you. So you drink more water, you'll eat less food, you'll save more money, you'll eat better foods, you'll make better decisions, and there's no downside to using that little trick to help get over your addiction when it comes to food. I always say I can't eat a cookie. I can eat a box of cookies, but I can't eat a cookie. Because once I have that cookie and it goes into my brain and the sugar stimulates the nucleus accumbens and nucleus accumbens releases dopamine, I got high. And I want to stay getting high, so what do I do? Eat more cookies. It's very simple. So water is going to be a big key here because you're going to eat less because you're going to make better decisions. You're not as hungry. And the other secret I want to share with you about eating right is get the bad food out of the house. If you have bad food in the house, chances are pretty high that you're going to eat it. Now, if you have good food in the house, then you have to. I love filling up my refrigerator. I went shopping last night and I had tomatoes and kiwis and nectarines and what else I buy? Oranges, tangerines. So I grew up really poor. My father was disabled, extremely poor growing up. And we didn't waste anything. I mean, nothing was wasted in our house. My grandparents even fill up a sink in the bathroom and wash their hands in the same water all day. <laughs> not, certainly not sanitary, but they grew up during the Depression. They came over, they escaped Hitler uh, in the early 20s. 
and they came to America, lived through the Depression. They didn't waste anything. So in my mind, in my rudimentary young child, little Joey's mind, is we don't waste anything. So if I have a lot of good food in my house, I'm going to eat it. I don't want it to go bad. If I have a lot of junk food in my house, I'm going to eat it. Why? don't want it to go bad. So get the bad food out of the house, drink a lot of water. So what happens with sugar in layman's terms, sugar consumption, it triggers the release of the opioids, dopamine in the animal's brain, and that lowers the availability of what's called receptors. So let me give you a little neurology class. If I lose you, I apologize. Your brain releases, releases chemicals. Let's say we're talking about uh, dopamine right now. So dopamine is released, and then it's a receptor in another part of the brain that absorbs that dopamine, and that's what gives you that high feeling. So it's got to be released and then absorbed. If you release a lot of dopamine, a lot of the receptors get filled up. Now the brain says, this is overstimulation. I shouldn't have this many receptors all filled up at once. I'm going to downregulate my receptors. So the receptors are not going to be as receptive to dopamine. You're not going to get as high from it. So you downregulate the receptor so that you have to produce more dopamine to fill up more receptors to get the same high you got the first time. Hope that makes sense to you. So whenever you have an addiction, the, the, the pleasure centers are downregulated. They're not working as efficiently as they used to. So now you need more of that stimulation to get the same response. And that's where the challenge comes in. If the brain is overstimulated, it's downregulated. The drawback of this mechanism is that you need the higher dose of the substance that gave you the same pleasure. And that's the key mechanism behind addiction. So either A, you're downregulating and you're not use, utilizing the receptors, some people genetically don't have as many receptors. So they can't absorb the dopamine or the, the pleasure, whatever's being released, the, the, the neurotransmitter. And so they, they force it by driving more and more of that uh, chemical into those receptors. So it's a brain thing. Addiction is in the brain. It's not in the stomach. Cookies don't go to the stomach. Well, they go to the stomach, but they stimulate the brain. And that's the key. Another thing that I find, and I just had this happen the other day, is I'll eat and I won't feel full. I know I ate enough food. My stomach is hurting, but my brain is saying, keep eating. You need a little more, a little more, a little more. And what happens is your stomach releases a chemical called leptin. Now, it's a, it's a hormone. Leptin goes into the hypothalamus and it says that you're full. If you produce a lot of leptin because you ate a lot of food over the years, the, the receptors in the hypothalamus become resistant it's getting bombarded with too much of this leptin and receptors say, I can't take anymore. I'm going to stop recognizing that you're there. I'm going to ignore you. And so what happens is you become leptin resistant. And I know when I start feeling fat and flubbery and I start feeling like I can't stop eating, there's something wrong with my stomach and there's something wrong with my brain. So what I find many times my stomach is pushed up against my diaphragm. And whenever the stomach pushes up against the diaphragm, in my case, I, I want to keep eating. As soon as I get my stomach adjusted or pulled down away from the diaphragm, I feel better. I feel satisfied. And the bloating, the gas, that flubberiness starts to go away. So many times our food issues are physical, not just chemical. Did you follow all that? I hope you did. So if you have acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas, bloating, diarrhea, constipation, you might want to come see us. We are in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. And we can actually physically pull the stomach down away from the diaphragm, get the stomach to relax so that you can then start producing leptin, digest your nutrients properly, pass out your waste products properly, and stimulate the hypothalamus in the brain so that you do feel full. 
It's a lot of chemistry I know I just threw out at you, but I want you to understand the mechanism of food addiction. It's a brain thing, oftentimes related to a stomach thing. And so you have to slow down that production of that dopamine or that release of that dopamine so that the brain kind of reboots itself. And so adjusting the stomach, pulling the stomach away from the diaphragm, getting the bad food out of the house, drinking a lot of water, these are real simple, easy steps that you can start taking today to start getting over that addiction. Now, we have a program. It's on the website, drjoe, drjoe.com, uh, drjoe.com, and it's a 21-day weight loss protocol. It's also sometimes called a cleanse or a detox. Just type in 21-day, and it'll come up. And it's a protocol. We get you on a lot of supplements, eating really good foods for the first couple of days, uh, taking shakes, you know, nutrition shakes. So what I'm doing is I'm front-loading you on nutrition because many times you're not hungry for food. You're hungry for nutrition. And if I can front load you on high quality nutrition, the brain says, you know what? I've got all I need. I got plenty of nutrients. You can stop eating for a while. And when we're able to do that, the brain essentially resets itself. It reboots itself. And then you're able to deal with the cravings as well. I just had a patient uh, the other day call in one of my radio shows. Not a patient, just somebody who got the supplements. He says, Doc, I got to tell you. He says, I started taking the 21-day cleanse. He said, I had a yeast infection. It cleared up. He says, I'm eating great. I've never felt better in my life. He says, I know you said to do this for 21 days. Can I do it longer? And the answer is yes. Of course you can. And he says, Doc, I've never felt this good. He says, I'm 65 years old. I feel like I'm a kid again. He says, what the heck is in this stuff? So when your body gets the right nutrients that it needs, it runs much more efficiently. And that's the goal. If the brain is running efficiently, it doesn't start craving these outside stimulants whether it's cigarettes or coffee or chocolate or food or gambling or social interactions, we'll keep it clean because it's a family show. Um, many of these addictions we can do, we can fix or stabilize by getting the brain working properly. So it's really kind of cool stuff. You don't have to be a victim because so many people say, well, I'm a victim. I have to do this. I have to go to meetings. I have to um, deal with it on a day-to-day -day basis. I suffer every day. Yeah, but do something proactive too. Fix the nervous system. Fix the digestive system. Fix your diet. And in most cases, we do great. So I, I want to say this too. If you, if you want to come see us, and I know every time we do shows, people say, Dr. Joe, I'd love to be a patient in your clinic with me and my other doctors. If you'd like to become a patient, if you have health issues, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, uh, uh, cold feet, uh, neuropathy, acid reflux, go to our website, drjoe.com. You can book an appointment right online. We would love the opportunity to work with you to help get well and stay well. Somebody asked me the other day, I've been in practice 37 years. They said, how do you keep this energy level after 37 years? I said, it never gets old when I watch people get well. I get so excited watching people get well. So if you want to make an appointment to come see us, drjoe.com, feel free to book it right online. You can call us. Uh, the number's right there on the website. And we are happy to set you up an appointment as quickly as possible. Uh, we accept people with all insurances. Some have in-network, some have out-of-network benefits, cash patients, car accidents. Oh, car accidents. If you're ever in a car accident, if the car's damaged, you're damaged. I've never seen it any other way. So please come see us immediately. There's a lot of scam doctors and scam lawyers out there. I want you to become, uh, get the treatment that you need and also be able to deal with it. So whether you cause the accident or, 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 or somebody hits you, drjoe.com, you need to come see us right away. All right, so we talked a little bit about um, we're talking about food addiction. And in food science, they create something called hyperpalatable processed foods. Now, this is in the frontiers of psychology, psychiatry. It's a paper. 
Hyper, hyper palatable foods, which typically contain carefully orchestrated combination of salt, sugar, artificial flavors, and fats, are very problematic. High sodium foods, artificial flavors, rich carbohydrates, saturated fats, all trigger the activation of the same neural pathways as a drug addiction does. The neural pathways is the pathways in the brain where the nerves work. So once you get these hyper palatable processed foods and you start eating them, you're getting high from them. And it's really hard to stop. Fat-rich food addiction is a diagnosable condition. However, they specify in this paper that they're not referring simply to high-fat foods, but rather hyperpalatable processed foods, which are high in fat and sugar. And so the fat and the sugar is the key. High-fat foods, you don't go crazy and keep eating them. Like you you can stop eating a half an avocado. Potato chips, which are high in fat and carbohydrates and salt, and many times artificial flavors, that's where you start having the, the problems. So it's not the fat alone that's the problem. It's the fat combined with the, the sugar. And so I want you to understand that because it's okay to eat certain foods. Uh, healthy fats, not the big problem. Fats and sugars, big problem. Now, I got to be careful because I don't do well eating a lot of fatty foods. And I know there's a lot of weight loss programs out there that say, oh, we're going to put you on a high-fat diet. You're going to eat bacon, and you're going to eat steak, and you're going to eat butter, and you're going to lose weight. Well, I'm going to talk a little bit later about why that's a myth, why it does work, but why it's not the healthiest choice. So later on, the second, second part, I'm going to talk about uh, nutrition myths. I'm going to debunk a few nutrition myths. I'm going to answer questions that come in. Now, if you have a question, you could send it through the website, drjoe.com, and we answer all our questions. In fact, somebody just the other day dropped off a handwritten letter at one of our offices, taped it to the door, and said, I don't have a computer, I don't have a phone, but I listen to you on the radio all the time, and so here's some questions. And he put a self-addressed stamped envelope in there, and of course, I'm going to answer the questions. So if you have issues, you have concerns, drjoe.com. But the best thing to do really is just make an appointment because sometimes people send me four or five, six questions. I'm like, this is more than just a quick email response. You need to come see us as quickly as possible. So we'd love to have you as a patient. Uh, Again, very affordable. The initial visit is normally $712. For our listeners, all you have to do is say, listen to the Dr. Joe show. We've brought that down to $299. That's crazy. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first treatment, going over the x-rays on your follow-up visit, complete nutrition evaluation. The x-rays alone oftentimes cost more than $299. So you're getting a lot for your, for your dollar because I want to let you know that we do care about you and we want to get you the best possible care that we feel that we can offer you. So drjoe.com, if you want to make an appointment, love to have you as a patient. And the biggest complaint I get is, why didn't I do this sooner? Why did I wait so long to come in and listen to you and start getting under care and changing my diet, taking supplements. The other thing we talked about, we talked about the 21-day cleanse. The minimum supplements I think everybody should be taking are Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. They're two powders. They taste great. Take a scoop of each, shake it up with some coconut milk, almond milk, um, and I take it every morning when I wake up. First thing in the morning, that's what I take. Thousands of people all over the world take it first thing every day. Countless patients and people that have got the products have said to me, Dr. Joe, I can't afford not to take Super Greens and Essential Source. And the first time they said that, I didn't understand it. What do you mean by that? Because I eat so much less because that curbs my appetite. Because again, you're not hungry for food. You're hungry for nutrition. And we're going to front load you on nutrition first thing in the morning. You'll be amazed how much better you feel in most cases. 
and how much money you'll save. So, boy, that's a really great uh, reward there, right? That's a great uh, uh, thing to purchase because it's going to save you money, going to feel better, eat less food, make better choices. No downside that I can see. So, drjoe.com. All the supplements, by the way, that I talk about all my shows are on the website, drjoe.com. So you can scroll through the store, see what you got there. If you have any questions, let us know. But, yeah, Super Green is an essential source. I can't imagine not taking that every day. Man, that would be like punishment to me. So, talking about food addiction, the neural systems that motivate and reinforce food seeking and intake also, it's again, it's the same neurological pathway that occurs when you're an addict. So, it's not so much the fat that's the problem, it's the fat with the sugar. Now, I started saying earlier, I can't eat a lot of fatty foods. If I eat a lot of nuts, if I eat a lot of avocados, I put on weight really quickly. Now, there are different body types, different metabolic types. I can't do a lot of fats. So be careful with the fats. If you're using fat, that fats can make you fat. So just be careful with that if you notice, well, Dr. Joe, you said eat fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. I'm eating nuts every day. I'm putting on weight. Had a patient the other day come to me. He says, listen, I'm doing everything you said. I'm feeling great, but I'm putting on weight. I'm trying to lose and I'm gaining. I said, what are you doing? He goes, I eat handfuls of dates every day, like a box a day. Well, that's a lot of super concentrated sugar. Even though it's good, better sugar, Still a lot of sugar, and sugar in the process turns into fat. I won't bore you with details on that. But I said, you got to cut out the dates. He goes, yeah, but I love them. I said, I know you love them because it's sugar. It's serious stimulating the dopamine receptor sites in the brain. You're getting high from it. Have one date. He says, I don't know if I can do just one. Then don't eat any. Go to other fruits, whole foods, because it's dehydrated, concentrated things like dried dates are really high concentrated sugar. So be careful with that. So again, it's the sugar that really stimulates the whole process, but many times it comes along with fat. So the sugar makes you fat and the fat makes you fat. And then you get fat. And I remember being young and going, I don't care. So what? What's one more ice cream? What's one more bowl of cereal? It doesn't matter at this point. And a lot of people get to that in their weight loss or their their journeys, their health journeys, where they just give up. Don't give up. Sometimes you got to take a little break. I understand that. But if you can suck it up and get back on track again, you'll be amazed. If you don't know what to eat, go to our website, drjoe.com. And just type in, so what can I eat? And listen to a show I did on so what you can eat. And it talks about everything. Breakfast, lunches, dinner, snacks. I've written books on the topic. Eating right for the health of it. Prescription for extreme health. The website's an amazing source of information. DrJoe.com. If you're a podcast junkie, go to your podcast service and type in Dr. Joe for the health of it. Dr. Joe for the health of it. And we have hundreds and hundreds of hours of podcasts. Search the website. Type in what you're looking for. We've probably done a show or a podcast or an article on it. Um, and again, any questions, you can send them through the website, drjoe.com, D-R-J-O-E.com. Um, I said this the other day, too. If, if, you're, if the VA refers you to chiropractors, okay, and uh, Donald Trump really opened up a lot of this for have chiropractic in the VA, because chiropractic is the most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain. VA patients have a lot of back pain. So the VA came to the realization it's cheaper for us to send them out to a chiropractor than it is for us to treat them in-house. So why wouldn't you do that? Well, finally, we got that passed, thank goodness, a couple of years ago. So now if the VA refers you to us, uh, and our clinics, we all accept VA patients, all four clinics, Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb in the Atlanta area. If they refer you to us, they cover the cost. So if you're a VA member, you can go ahead and do that. All right, so real quick, what do we do? You got to eat more fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. You got to get the bad food out of the house. You got to drink more water. You got to get nutrients in your body to reset the brain. And if you have digestive issues, acid reflux, heartburn, burping, gas bloating, please come see us because many times we can adjust that, pull the stomach away from the diaphragm, 
And in many cases, that resets the, the, the process of digestion. I think it helps uh, leptin. I haven't seen any direct research on that, but it helps for me. And so I feel full. So you may not have to be a victim of this. You may not have to say, well, I'm just fat or I just can't stop eating or no, it's nobody's fault. You just were never taught how to eat, what to eat, and how to get the nervous system working. So if you want to make an appointment, drjoe.com, drjoe.com. We'd love to see you as a patient. Uh, drjoe.com, 2,000 hours of podcasts. Anything we can do to help get you well and keep you well, drjoe.com is where it's at. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on WSBRadio.com and on a WSB Radio app.